Welcome to the podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Roland and Andrew for the first inaugural podcast. And before we begin, we have some controversy on the show. We don't really have a, an official name. We've been discussing this off record. Um, Andrew, you kind of created the initial podcast name of Stick to Sports. Go into that. Why do you think that should be the initial name? Well, I think it's a fantastic name for a lot of reasons. Thank you for the introduction, by the way, Josh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so stick to sports is it, it kind of opens you up to talk about these current events and political issues that you wish to discuss and um it's topical it gives you a lot of wiggle room to explore the topics you want to explore the reason why i'm a little hesitant with stick to sports is because i feel like you initially may lose a fan base there some people may see the title stick to sports and then you may lose a certain demographic that's why I'm a little hesitation. You know, there's some hesitation about that. Well, Josh, I use this name in parody, of course. I think that anyone who actually would tell an athlete to stick to sports when they're trying to use their plas- platform for positive to promote social issues that plague our nation, um, really uh, the issues with them. So this gives you a chance to address these issues in a more positive manner. Yeah, and I, and I think it cre- it, it, the name kind of creates a an intrigue as like what exactly like if you're if you're seeing this in the in the apple like podcast library like what exactly is that about is it a sport podcast is it a current event podcast so somebody might initially tune in because they're not they're intrigued that they don't know what exactly it's going to be maybe it'll be a little bit of both and you want especially with new listeners you want a name that's going to create a little bit of intrigue so that people will try it out and then hopefully they like it and that's a big part of building a listener base and just like andy said it allows you to talk about anything you can talk all, you can talk all sports the entire time huh we stuck to sports today huh? it's a joke you know or you know, we're not going to stick to sports. We're going to do some other stuff, and we don't have to stick to sports because the athletes shouldn't either. So, I mean, I think there's a way to do it without it being a, like, divisive thing that actually opens you up to more opportunities. The reason I think it's it's a challenging name is because I, I, don't, know if I, I don't think I really want people to question the title of it. I would rather have people know what they're getting into initially. Plus, I could relate to the majority of my fan base who is here within the Pittsburgh region. Instead of trying to branch out very, you know, in a wider range and having a challenging uh, issue getting more people to listen. Well, it's tough because, because, and this has been talked about a little bit, but like when you're starting something new, the best thing you can do is be as like relatable and enjoyable to as many different people as possible. Because you never know who's going to hear your podcast. Very and true. And you never know who might spread it to their friends. I mean, you might have somebody who's just going through the podcast, like the new podcast from Columbus, Ohio, right? Doesn't care about Pittsburgh sports. Maybe they listen to the episode and they say, hey, Andrew and Roland are pretty cool. Like, I, you know, I'd listen to them some more. And then they're going to hop on and they might continue listening. But some random person who's from Columbus, Ohio, for instance, they're going to see a Pittsburgh podcast or say, nah, not interested. And you know enough people in Pittsburgh that you don't have to pander to Pittsburgh audiences to get them to listen. You know a lot of people who are from here who will probably try the podcast out because it sounds, you know, because they know you, they know us, they know what you're doing. And 
So you already have that base. You don't have to like try to reel in more Pittsburgh people. And then the last thing about like the Pittsburgh thing that I thought about was like most of your listener base like is knowledgeable about Pittsburgh stuff. So like if we're going to sit here and talk like Pittsburgh restaurants, you know, because we're keeping it to Pittsburgh, like most people from Pittsburgh, they know the good restaurants. I mean, I can repeat them. I can talk about them all day. Oh, yeah. It's poetic about many is and uh yeah, exactly. Run out of tape, but 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 that's not necessarily like content that's new and interesting, even to Pittsburgh people. Like Pittsburgh is a big city, but it's not New York City. Like you can live your whole life in New York City and not discover some of the best things the city has to offer. I think Pittsburgh is at that that size where most people know about Pittsburgh who live in Pittsburgh. I feel like I'm going to do a poll here. Maybe for my listeners, I'll have a poll of. My all things the ends are four and two, or stick to sports. <laughs> well, thank you for finally providing the context for the whole uh, <laughs> basis of this debate. We'll also are on Instagram Live right now. How many of your followers have checked in to uh, vote on this poll? <laughs> <laughs> right now, folks at home. Yeah, folks at home. We Guys just like high, high folks people at home. on the street. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the, we'll get this podcast big. I'm positive about that. One last thing about your uh, so the stick to sports name. I mean, anyone who's even vaguely aware with sports or any political issues. The last four years is going to get what Stick to Sports is trying to do, just because it's like a little bit subtle or a little bit like not just force feeding it to people who should be. I mean, you're hopefully you're attracting a like a, a mildly intelligent fan base here. So, and just because the name is provocative, doesn't mean that the content has to be pro- provocative. You know, I mean, if if you call it Stick to Sports and then you talk about like you know the hot the hot button political issues that we all know about in our country today, no matter what side you come down on, you're going to alienate 50% of people. But if you call it stick to sports, it's a provocative name. It's interesting. It gets people on. And then they say, Hey, this is just like some, some random current events that, that aren't necessarily like politically related and some fun sports discussion. You know, I definitely have to give Andrew, you credit for giving me the uh, name and also the, uh, the logo that I currently haven't haven't changed yet, so I do like it. Love the logo. Um, the logo Love is the logo. Really good work. So if you can't decide on the uh, the name of the podcast, at least we have the old logo to the lo- bring it home. You're a good logo creator. What kind of got you started with that? Thanks, Josh. I've been uh, amateur now for about four years, ever since I started out uh, my current role at the AEA. Been dabbling with Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> started out just little text editing, you know, um... Uh, I was first motivated. My motivating example was when I saw an old, uh, like an old telephone ad republished in one of these economics papers. So I noticed that just with a few quick strokes of my Snapchat wand, I could uh, add a little text and dive right in right now about the first topic, which is more of a Pittsburgh thing, which I really want to get into. And this can go into more fan bases too. But the other day, I was watching the Pirate game, and I was just reading Twitter comments about the Pirates, and it really got me thinking on how different fan bases are, and Pittsburgh fans in general. My opinion is Pittsburgh fans are very biased, and they're very, very annoying in terms of what they really want with their sports teams. And I find them to be very another, – another word I would try to use as is – um, very, I, I think temperamental is another word too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they just want everything, but then they don't expect to give up much in terms of sports. Um, how do you feel the Pittsburgh fan base in general, in terms of their sports is, uh, what are your opinions on Pittsburgh fans? I mean, I mean, Pittsburgh fans 
first and foremost, like 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 every fan in every city, like we want winners. I, you know, I mean, you don't want to go out to the ballpark and commit five errors and lose ten to two. Like that's not a fun product. Now you don't have to win every game. That's unrealistic. But in the end, you know, our city, we're the city of champions. We have a long tradition of winning at, at, at every sport, quite frankly. So in the end, the fans want to see a winning product. They want to see a good product on the field. Now, how they kind of project that, that want, uh, that, that can be a little questionable sometimes. You know, you, you know Yinzers like to, to, to be very opinionated. So maybe they don't always go about and expressing their want to win in the best ways. But I think at the core of every sports fan, and particularly Pittsburgh sports fans, is they want to see their team win, win ball games. Yeah, I think a good uh, word to use in there, Roland, was unrealistic. I think a criticism of Pittsburgh fans is that because we have these inflated expectations of what a franchise can be, what mm-hmm. it gives you, the Steelers, six uh, – Super Bowl still the most all time. Um, the Penguins have been extremely good, uh, especially recently. So, I mean, we were talking about the third team in in Pittsburgh, the Pirates. Uh, they they sometimes get kicked a little bit for just not um, living up to these unrealistic expectations set by the uh, the team next door. Well, and, and that gets me back to something that I, that I've been saying a lot lately about the Pirates is that like the fan the fans' expectation of all the organizations that they're trying to win games no matter what sport it is but the pirates expectation is to make money so there's a disconnect i think when pittsburgh sports fans talk about like the direction the pirates are going between what the fans want to see happen and what the fans think should be happening and what our ownership group has prioritized so like the angle the fans are coming at it from is not the angle that the that the the owner is coming at it from so until like the fans are able to discuss the team in terms of what is actually happening and what the ownership wants they're they're never going to be satisfied because their goals are completely different the two the two sides I think that kind of perspective and uh, a constructive way of looking at it, I mean, at least bridging the gap, um, is not what you're going to find on Twitter either. So uh, that's probably not not the place to go. Do not go on Twitter for any any positive news because you will find a lot of bad hot takes on Twitter. Yeah, so Josh, I mean, these hot takes on Twitter, you say you're you're looking at Twitter – and seeing these pirate fan takes, I feel like you're definitely a contributor to this. this oh, dialogue. definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll contribute on there. If I could read one day ago, <laughs> I love the pirates, but it is painful to deal with their BS. That is the J Suff, the J S U F F F F. That's four F's, folks, on Twitter. Follow at the J Suff, the man behind the podcast. While you're at it, follow me at Roland and Pitt. Andrew, you can plug your Twitter too. Thanks, Josh. At AD Young29. Former Allegheny punter, by the way. Still for the brand. <laughs> so the word you guys used, unrealistic. Do you think Pittsburghers in general are unrealistic about expectations in sports and other things in, you know, Pittsburgh? Because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of unrealistic ideas. For example, and I saw this a couple weeks ago, um, you know, we want to build this lagoon thing on the North Shore. Is it unrealistic for the whole city to have down there? I mean, I mean, I think that's a good question. Uh, I mean, if we're going to stick to sports, I would say no, we're, we're not unrealistic. Maybe with the Pirates a little bit because of what I previously discussed. But in terms of like 
the Steelers and the Penguins rosters lately. I mean, the the goal should be championship. I mean, if you're the Steelers and you have a top top five, top ten quarterback, the goal is championship. No matter what you have around it, you have you have you know top three player in all time on the Penguins, Sidney Crosby. You have Genie Malkin, who's you know not in the the NHL's top one hundred, but the, you know that's a whole nother that's <laughs> discussion. a joke. That's a yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, the goal should be championship. Now you do have to understand that. One one team wins the championship every year. You know they've given us you know three during the Crosby era. We should be happy about that. So so like it's a little unrealistic when maybe they go out in the first round and and all of Twitter or all of like you know Pittsburgh sports fandom is like oh my god that you know that, what, what a disappointment. I mean trade Malkin. Yeah trade <laughs> trade Malkin trade Castle trade Latang trade Murray. But uh, uh, I, I mean that that's unrealistic. Yes, but I think that that's a vocal minority. I think that the people who are disappointed when we don't win a championship literally every single season, you hear what they have to say, but that's not what most people think and have to say. I feel like most fan bases are, they have a good, you know, set base of people who understand of what's going on. But I just feel like Pittsburgh fans in general are just out of the loop or unrealistic unless they're hardcore fans. Um, they're very on the train, as you want to call it. The, you know, they like to ride, you know, you don't, you don't agree with I disagree. That? I think Pittsburgh has a very knowledgeable and very hardcore fan base for all their sports. And I mean, of, of course there's going to be some bandwagoning when teams experience success, but I would not call Pirates fans bandwagon fans. I would call them. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. If they were well, bandwagon fans, they would have jumped off 30 <laughs> years ago. Well, in, in some, some <laughs> cases they have, but I think it's more like uh, getting back to this. You don't want to go down and invest like, what, 150 bucks for you and your two kids and, mm-hmm. and whoever, uh, you know, uh, maybe their mother, maybe somebody else, take them down to the <laughs> game and, uh, and spend all this money to watch, what, 10 runs against, three errors? I mean, mm-hmm. but, uh, but when the Pirates, you know, showed these flashes, when they really invested at the deadline. They were selling and, out Tuesday nights. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Getting back to the uh, the wild card victory in twenty thirteen or twelve. Yeah, thank you. I mean, the place was packed, but I wouldn't call that bandwagon. I would call that a lot of uh, beaten down people over many years coming back to really. Uh, yeah, like, I, I, I think a lot of those people were always pirate fans. Exactly. I mean, whether or not they were showing up to the games. Exactly. I, mean, I actually saw recently a thing that that our our local. TV viewership for the Pirates is up like 8% this year. Uh, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I'm very I was too. That too. We were actually one of the top five teams in terms of, of, of uh, difference between this year and last year in terms of positive difference. And so, so, so the fans are out there, and they will show up when we win. They might not show up when we lose, but, but they're, still, they're still checking the box scores. They're still watching the, you know, the Root Sports or AT&T Sports. What's it called now? I think it's AT&T Sports. <laughs> AT&T Sports. Yeah. Root Sports is gone uh, yeah, now. Yeah, it'll always be Root Shout Sports. Shout out David Peart. Yeah, uh, um, but 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 the, the the fans, Pittsburgh fans, are diehard Pittsburgh fans. Like they will always be around, whether or not you see them, whether or not you hear them. You know, the, they're here. I totally agree with that. So in that, uh, in addition to comparing Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh, the pirate viewerships up in the area, it's great. But even uh, in years that the Penguins have early exits, uh, we, we don't miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Which we have in like, <laughs> twenty years, but um, while. early exit yeah. years, you still see like the local. Uh, Ratings for the national NBC games, and it's always Buffalo right up there. Yeah, but then Pittsburgh's always in the top yeah. five, yeah. whether or not it's a local game or not. So, uh, I mean, good sports fans in general. Is there any fan base that just really bugs you guys? Boston. Yeah, retweet. <laughs> why? Why Boston in particular? I mean, part of it's probably because they win. 
you know, uh, I mean, I went to and I went to school in University of Vermont. Shout out Catamounts, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, so I had I was a lone Pittsburgh fan in a sea of Patriot fans. So I had to deal with with a lot of their you know BS over over four years there, and they seem they seem fickle. Like 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 they seem to be all about their teams when they're when they're winning. But I don't think they have that, like like we were talking about with the Pittsburgh sports fan. Even when they're losing, they're still, like, I think the Boston fan, when when their team is losing, they're not that interested, like, like at, at all. But as soon as it becomes, like, a hip, trendy thing to, like, we're Red Sox. Oh, I've been a Red Sox fan 30 years, even though they just started going to the games this year when, you know, when Boston started winning again. Or, like, you know, the, you know, the Patriots, you mean – I mean, I bet the average New England fan couldn't name, you know, what was going on in the Drew Bledsoe area, you, you know, the Patriots before he got decapitated. <laughs> I agree with that, too. Another criticism of Boston fans. I feel like there's factions of Boston that are big Celtics fans and factions that are big Bruins fans. I mean, as yeah. a Pittsburgh, I couldn't imagine, like, uh, doing anything but supporting the team wearing my colors. And, and uh, we do have unified colors, which is nice. Which they is can't awesome. even figure out what uh, they're trying to do up there. No, it's red, it's green, it's gold. It's yeah. I think my biggest frustration with Boston is summed up by that little punk kid all over Twitter uh, holding the <laughs> sign. It's been, oh, what, I'm like, I'm 13 and I've seen 69 parades. Yeah, I'm pretty sick of that. So, yeah, I mean, jealous, jealous they're winning. But, um, yeah, I think they're definitely, like, uh, maybe unrealistic and and blessed on levels that are just out of control. Did you guys see the Tom Brady video of him jumping off the cliff with his daughter and the reaction? Like, people are, like, they're dad-shaming him. I heard about this. Can you, can you like, tell me what it was? So, Tom Brady was, like, on vacation with his daughter, and I guess he jumped off, but he was holding her hand, and she was kind of, like, in, like, behind him, and they dropped, like, maybe 10 feet, and... People were like uh, complaining about it, like, "Oh my God, her daughter, his daughter could have got hurt." How much clear those rocks by? What? <laughs> how much they clear those rocks by? Yeah, they cleared the rocks, but people were like completely like just going nuts about this. I've seen Brady out of the pocket. His athleticism is definitely in question, <laughs> and to, to pull a maneuver like this, he tried to dislocate his six-year-old daughter's shoulder, and also. Uh, there was a lot of flack with it, though. I think that uh, it really just gets the, the Brady fatherhood stuff back in the news. And I think the, the bigger issue with Brady as a father is the uh, the open mouth Spider-Man kiss that he <laughs> insisted from his son before his son was allowed to leave the room. And if that's what he's doing on camera, naked while getting a massage, I really shudder to, to think about what happens behind closed doors with all of them. So, I, I mean, at least his daughter is relatively safe, but his son, oh, man, poor kid. <laughs> I just watched the clip. I, I, I have no problem with that. People have I don't know why people have a problem with <laughs> I mean, it. Wait, How do you dad do wrong? Him, like like that, it didn't it didn't seem to be very dangerous. Like his his daughter probably weighs like 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 I mean how old is she? I don't even know. She, like, I think she's six. Or she's like, like six. She probably weighs like like sixty five seventy pounds. Like that's he could he could he could tug her it past those rocks pretty easily. Tug, tug, well, I mean talking about Brady and tugging with his kids again <laughs> problematic to say the least. I'll I'll put the video on <laughs> my page so you guys can see the video if you haven't seen it already. But you know what fan base that I was thinking about that doesn't annoy me anymore? It's Philadelphia fans. I feel like Philadelphia is actually a really good fan base. They're very loyal to their teams. And I was thinking about this. You know, I kind of feel bad for their fan base in a sense, too. I don't. I don't. How do you not feel bad (laughs) for them? I agree that I don't mind the Philly fan base as much as some. Definitely a little rough around the edges, which I respect. Um, I've had nothing but positive experiences in Philly. I was out in Philly for the... uh, 
Uh, the winter, the not the winter classic, but the stadium, stadium series, series game yeah. in the link crap stadium, by the way. And um, I was there with a solid eighteen Pens fans wearing the the gear loud and proud, and a couple big boys. <laughs> that so helps. No, no, no. Sorry, time, <laughs> but I, I had overwhelmingly positive interactions with their fans. I, I agree that like like their their fans are very loyal, and I think they're pretty knowledgeable too. It, for me, it's actually the rough around the edges part that 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 Andrew brought up that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. It's like the oh sure the throwing batteries at Santa, like <laughs> I, you know what I mean. It's like it's like I, they don't make me feel like I, I've I've been lucky. I've never been in a situation in opposing park where I was like uncomfortable or felt threatened. But the potential with Philly fan is like definitely there. And I know as like a as like a as a Pittsburgh fan, if there's People from other stadiums in, like, I mean, I'm not exactly, like, welcoming them with open arms, but I'm also not, like, making their experience a negative one, too. I feel like Philly fan has that potential, which which scares me a little bit. Sure. I mean, even off 4Juice, the, the, <laughs> the PNC box, all we got was a go-home Cubbies chant. And, again, we talk about 25 years of frustration coming to a head. Yeah, we over yeah. Some, uh, yeah, they won, some, they won uh, their uh, ring. Shout out, Isolate Mango Pumped Juice, whatever it's called. Talk about, uh, talk about sponsor, remember. Josh. Isolate Mango Pumped, Ooh. 8%. I'll try to get them as a sponsor. Yeah, talk to their spokespeople. <laughs> if there's any in Pittsburgh, if you guys hear this, let me know. So you know, I was actually thinking. I know it, it's my camera. It's still it's still filming. Screensaver. It's a screensaver. Yeah, oh, we're good. Cool. The podcast is still alive, guys. I feel uncomfortable with that. Yeah, don't feel, don't feel uncomfortable. So <laughs> you guys were talking, Roland. You mentioned something about Philly fans. Um, you know, kind of having that potential uncomfortable vibe. That actually happened at Heinz Field. Did you see the video of the fan? Fans fighting at you know Heinz Field. This was a couple months. This was um, a couple months ago. Not a couple months ago. Gee. <laughs> this was I think late December, and like there was a video online, and f- like uh, a I'm bunch sorry, of Steeler Josh. fans like got into a fight. For posterity, this is July twenty <laughs> eighth, <28th, laughs> sa- Sunday, July twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen. This is episode number one of what's the name of this podcast? It's to be determined, but I really like to all things. E- I really like all things in Sarah Forward too. I, I really like stick to sports. Stick to sports. We'll have the audience. Two to one, decide. you've been outvoted. <laughs> we took a poll. <laughs> the audience. Instagram was spoken. <laughs> uh, so, so, I mean, I'm looking up this the video. I mean, I don't know. It's from 11 27 17. No, it's not a couple months ago. That no. was all. Yeah, that was yeah. but I mean, <laughs> it looks like a bunch of like drunk Pittsburghers fighting each other. So, we'll be like, more specific with dates and times later. It's going to happen at ev- any sporting event you go to anywhere in the world. There's going to be people are going to ha- drink alcohol and they're going to get in fights. Like, I mean, I'm not a big proponent of it. But it happens. <laughs> Talk, getting back to fan bases, I mean, I feel like the fan base of the West Virginia Mountaineers, who are so quick to smile when uh, they talk about the Penguins or the Steelers, mm-hmm. our teams, and they uh, are even quicker to chant, eat shit pit. Yep. Always bring back stories to West Virginia about how they were mistreated at Heinz Field. When, um, on firsthand knowledge, it's, it's way freaking worse than Milan Puska. How about 2008? Uh, Andy and I and Jake Schiller went on a little baseball road trip in the summer. We saw five, five games, five different Five games in four cities in five days. So That's did, a good road trip. We did we did two in Chicago, but uh, Cubs Cubs White Sox at the cell, hot afternoon game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we if if we saw probably two dozen two dozen fights. I mean, it was like yeah, every totally, every half inning there was like you know oh, two sections over one one starting. It was it was pretty wild. I mean, we were young, we were high school kids, but I mean, I didn't, I wasn't threatened because we weren't really rooting. Actually, I, no, I, had, I had White Sox gear on, so I was safe. Yeah, I, had, uh, I was pretty um, non-threatening to everyone. My Jason Kendall, 
Gray. <laughs> yeah, but but that was oh, I, but, pirates, but, not Cubs, please. Yeah, we we saw some fights though. Yeah, definitely saw some fights. Uh, so Roland and Andrew have created this. Seg- they've kind of brought to my attention of a segment they wanted to do with me, uh, trying to for me to figure out sports quotes. So if you guys want to do this, I'm really intrigued to see yeah, what so, you guys so, have brought so up. Let me, so let me set this up for 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 you and for the the, the listeners at home. Uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to read off some some quotes. Uh, most of them are Pittsburgh sports related. There's a couple, you know, little curveballs in there, and we're going to see if Josh can guess. Who said the quote? All right. All right. Let's, let's start you this. Start, I'm excited. I am score. <laughs> Evgeny Malkin. That's easy. Ding, 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 ding. That was his, that was his early, uh, it was his probably so early, early years. And his English, it's, I think it's improved a lot from what Ooh, it was. I don't know about that. <laughs> my, mean, my move work. My move good. <laughs> I am score. <laughs> Try my move flower. I am score. <laughs> do you have a date of that? I do not, Josh. We'll get the date eventually for that. All right. Well, Josh, one for one. All right. Next, next, uh, next quote. I think the lottery changed everything for us. Once we got Sydney, it helped us turn this franchise around overnight. It's probably either David Morehouse, Mario Lemieux, or I'm going to say Mario Lemieux. Ding, 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 ding. Two for two. Nice oh, job, boy, Josh. I was thinking, I was thinking Josh, you might have thrown yeah. a curveball there with Dave, like one of the other Penguins owners. But. Ray Chirot, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's good knowledge, though. I mean, nice work, just giving you an opportunity to ingratiate yourself to your fan base, be it the sticking to sports fan base or the Yins and that. Yeah. And that, 412, Yinsburg. So. Another uh, Pittsburgh celebrity here. Hopefully it's not toxic. Oh, mm. it's not toxic. I can keep going if you need help. Yeah, keep going here. It's all over the property. My mom's car. <sighs> Guys like me, people in the street, we're the ones that get left in the bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Pittsburgh's the best place to live. I don't care what anybody says. Sometimes you got to do a little cleanup is what it is. But we're still number one out here. All right. Can I get a clue for this one? <laughs> I mean, Can I get like, is it a sports figure or is it a Pittsburgh figure? That's a that's a Pittsburgh and uh, the mayor of Squirrel Hill. They called him after that. Oh, I have no idea. It is Barry Pingor, <laughs> a citizen whose property was affected by the controlled burn <laughs> firefighter training exercise at the waterfront. Uh, uh, I didn't from, know that one. <laughs> uh, December 4, twenty seventeen. <laughs> shout out to Barry Pingor. Oh, so you should stick to sports, Josh. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, shout out Barry Pingor for sure. All right, uh, so Josh, two for three, although that was, that was a little bit of a rough one to count against you. Um, next one. If I could live my life over, I'd be a football player, and you damn well better believe I'd be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Oh. Can you repeat that again? Yeah, I could. If I could live my life over, I'd be a football player, and you damn well better believe I'd be a Pittsburgh Steeler. So it was a baseball player i'm assuming could you give me the year of this uh i don't have a year uh, i can give you a hint it was not a baseball player oh man Good guess that <laughs> it was one or the other i'm gonna have to pass i i don't know this one it was jack lambert i'm going a little old school on you that's old jack school. lambert wow it's a good quote good quote when i put on my uniform i feel i am the proudest man on earth I'm going to say Andrew McCutcheon. That sounds like a McCutcheon type eh. quote. No? Yeah, you, well, that's, a, I guess, a fair. It, it, it's it's not a bad guess really because I think his picture one. has probably been associated with the quote a lot. But who was it? 
Roberto Clemente. That was my second guess. And you know where, and and that's hanging on the, uh, it's not hanging, it's like on the wall to go from the tunnel from their clubhouse to the the dugout. If you guys ever want to do a PNC Park tour, just go to pncpark.com for more information. It's a free ad. Nice plug for the nut man. Yeah, he needs a little helping. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next quote. We're going to do, yeah, we got two more, and then we have like a special, special part of the segment here. Um, Powerful you have become. The dark side I sense in you. Yoda. <laughs> yes. Yoda Josh nails the Yoda. Yoda Josh. I love it. Yoda Josh cleans up the grammar. Beautiful. I love that one. That's good. They shot me in Denver. <laughs> I mean, Joey Porter, man. Can you tell PZ to be quiet this week? Yeah, he, he deservingly so got fired, and I'm happy the Steelers got rid of him. Oh, stick to sports. Yeah, stick to sports. Stick to sports. I'm, glad, I'm, I'm happy they got rid of the guy because he was horrible at what he did. I mean, I don't really disagree. It's, it kind of yeah, seemed like, uh, yeah. He, 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 it kind of seemed like he was more of a, a buddy than a coach. Did he ever get in Did trouble at Tequila Cowboy, or was that just Todd Haley? Yeah, I got, I broke his hip. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. more quotes right here, Josh. Um, for this segment, we will give you a little more uh, information because these might not be as widely known. Okay. Uh, like your Jack Lambert's and your Roberto Clemente's. But these occurred <laughs> on <laughs> evening uh, <laughs> Monday, November 5th, 2018, between 3.58 and 5.30 p.m. Oh. Uh, so we'll keep the format the same. Though. We'll read you quotes. You can guess who said it. I'm not trading for Bell. That was probably me. <laughs> yes, it. That was correct. Josh suffering to Andrew DeYoung via SMS text message, 3.58 p.m. All right, your next one. Heading over now. <laughs> On my way, meet you uptown to park. It was probably me or one of you guys. I mean, yeah, it was uh, heading over now was was Andy to me via SMS text message. And uh, on my way, meet you uptown to park was me to Andy. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. That was probably, uh, I'm going to say Roland who said perfect. Well, if you were following along, that would have been Andrew <laughs> back to Roland. If oh, Andrew back to Roland. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So your next quote's from 5.01 p.m. Two gin and tonics. My buddy is pulling up now. Oh, this might be a third party that's not included in you two. Ordering two gin and tonics? Yep. Sober. Designated driver, which we probably could have used. <laughs> I'm going to say this could be this could be a trick question. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you, Andrew, who said that. That's correct. Correct. That's correct. That was Andy. That was Andy to the bartender Brock. Shout out Brock. Legend Brock. Where's Brock from? We're not gonna tell you all of our secrets. We can't give up this information. This is, uh, <laughs> where does Brock? Where does podcast takes off? We need to protect our. our where did Brock guys. work? Or where somewhere does he work? in the greater uptown area near the arena? Okay. Shout out to real, Brock. Real close to his house. <laughs> Maybe in the south. Next quote. I agree it was garbage, but negotiations are evil. Oh. Always look out for yourself <laughs> first. You can't blame me for getting a better deal and taking it. This was totally me when I snaked Roland. <laughs> yes, it is. So here's a side good, story Josh, for you guys. In our fantasy football league, um, Andrew and I, and Roland and I were first in um, discussions with a trade. Um, 
and we both wanted Le'Veon Bell, and then Le'Veon Bell decides to come to Pittsburgh, play basketball <laughs> at the Y or was it the YMCA or the um, shout out LA, LA Fitness? Fitness. LA, LA Fitness. Fitness. Shout out to LA Fitness in the Ten North Hills. Ten bucks a month, no gym intimidation. <laughs> so Le'Veon Bell decides to play basketball there. Everyone speculates, oh, he's back in Pittsburgh. Like, what's going to happen? And I decide to trade with Andrew instead of trading with Roland. Um, so we snaked you. And that's the second time I've snaked someone, too. I snaked Brendan Butler on uh, that with Mike. So, Josh, almost that, that story is 100% true, but you missed the time and date on that one. That was actually from October 17th of 2018. <laughs> was that with Mike? 11-18 <laughs> was that the Mike and Brendan Josh in his afterglow of taking Butler yes. for a ride. Yes. Sorry, Brendan uh, Butler. I apologize. He and Butler had a handshake deal. Which he quickly leveraged to Mike to get a better. So, but we'll just keep with these quotes because, uh, the, the, as I said, the story wasn't quite right. So. All right, we're we're almost done here. We have a few more quotes though. Uh, next quote: I bet we can get him to give you three pieces for Bell. Ooh, that's probably me. That was me oh, to, that was to Andrew at five oh five p.m. That's good. That's stumped there, Schefter. Roland and Andrew deep in talks on a Le'Veon Bell trade. Discussions categorized by sources as serious. Was that Locke or myself? I'm going to say Locke. That was Roland oh, to wow. the slack Damn. thread at 514. I am, I'm blowing PM. this here. I'm That's blowing all right. It. That's all right. You're doing good. Next quote. I only want to give him two pieces, but Andrew is asking for three. That was probably me. Or you. I'm going to say me. That was me oh. to you at 5.16 p.m. You're getting all the uh, the players right, but the role's a little bit reversed, Josh. Yep, yep. See if you can get back on track with this one. What's Rollins? Oh. That's, that has to be me. Who could was, be? Josh, Josh <laughs> Andrew. My and Mike Kramer. Interesting anecdote. <laughs> anecdote. Well, maybe lack of context, but um, yeah. the grammar is actually pretty good with me. Yeah. But, uh, there that, was punctuation <laughs> on that one, I think. The text chain between Josh and Andrew at this point read, I'm not trading for Bell. <laughs> Two hours later. What's Rollins? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can't believe I made that. That, that was... That was stupidity, but you know what? We we did end up snaking Roland, so we'll. That was that was a fun trade. I'll, right, I'll do, do that again. You want to guess the next quote? Yeah, I, I would like to. I don't trade until. That was probably Roland. No, that was no. that was Andrew. That was Andrew. Back to Josh. Back to Josh. Yep, man. And then the next one is: Can I beat Rollins? That was probably me. That was you. That was you to Andrew. Yes. So, audience, we're kind of hatching, you know, hatching out some old stuff from our fantasy football league from last year, uh, just to reference us. We're almost done. We got like I think there's three more quotes. And Stick then with us. Know the yep. 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 Yahoo alert! Josh Shufflin trades Julian Edelman, Jordan Howard, <laughs> Calvin Ridley to Andrew DeYoung for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that's not a quote, but that's, that's a Yahoo alert. Yahoo. There you go. Kind of next quote. I swooped in on that. That was definitely me. That was Josh. Josh to the WhatsApp at 5.35 p.m. I gave up a ton. Definitely me. Josh to the WhatsApp 5.48 p.m. Next quote. Cheers. Here's to your sweetheart deal. Probably Andrew. That yeah. was correct. Uh, wow. Bonus if you can guess who he said that to. Probably the WhatsApp. Uh, no, probably the WhatsApp group, I would say. I'm going to say... I'm going to say to me, 
I'm gonna say to me. Was uh, that's actually my two rolling. Oh, to roll yes, on. that was Andy. Two oh, rolling wow. at, at, at five fifty one p.m. And the last one. I'd rather let the league know than let it not be known. That was definitely me. I, I already, I already know this is definitely that me. That was Josh. <laughs> that was Josh on ten seventeen eighteen. Uh, in relation to the Butler Mike trade discussion, it brings up an interesting point now that to get ahead, do you have to kind of be sneaky in these type of things? In fantasy sports, do you have to kind of be sneaky and, you know, See, do these? I, I think that even if you are sneaky, which can sometimes be to your advantage, sometimes it's better to just state all the facts clearly <laughs> and then just let a. Uh, let everybody involved know what happened, and then they can make their own decisions about it. If, yeah, if you get a better deal out of it, though, I mean, who's to blame you? Couldn't agree. I mean, well, what? at the same time, I think that the, the situation that Roland and I just rehashed, well, now that the facts are all clearly stated, um, was very different to the original uh, talk of snakehood or snakeitude that we discussed, where you actually had a handshake deal with Butler and then leveraged that deal. Yeah, I I handshaked a deal and I leveraged it to get a better deal. And leverage is certainly an interesting thing and it can be used by different people in different ways in trade discussions. So it's 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 not a wrong it's not it's not wrong to use your leverage, you know. Uh, if if you have it, it, it can be a powerful thing in trade discussions for sure. Yeah, but it can also piss people off and Brendan Butler, I apologize completely for that still and i know you probably don't want to trade with me again but you know i still apologize that was wrong of me to do that's um, big of you josh would you like to also apologize to roland i you know what that whole thing i screwed up i that was a bad uh yeah, yeah a really bad situation there's, there's no hard feelings i will say uh, i do it, apologize you know, for that you know especially especially now that all the facts are on the table it's it's not a big deal totally. andrew took me so i mean i should be apologizing right. apologizing to myself <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> for thinking <laughs> that whole like he was gonna come back but obviously he didn't well josh oh, well uh, yeah. uh, so you should be apologizing to yourself for thinking bell would be uh, participating. Yeah, I mean, I, I screwed that, that. That whole situation was just messed up. Well, and Josh, th- thank you for letting us do that segment. We had some fun with it. I hope yeah. you did too. I, I want a name. I want a name for this segment because I I might start doing this with my new, new like my guests. Here. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, a name for like a quote segment. Uh, yeah. uh, quick quotes quiz. Quick quotes <laughs> quiz. I do like that because I, like uh, I could pull shout up out JK in, Rowling. Shout out Rudy don't Skeeter. Come yeah. I could pull. <laughs> I could probably pull quotes up for at least people like that are in a WhatsApp or Slack group and just like start quoting things and seeing if they can figure it out. Yeah. Little well, This example is a little regional, but uh, I hope that it provided some good background about yeah. the characters yeah. for the guests. Nice job, Andrew. But when it comes, to, when it comes to other guests, though, I'm going to have to think outside the box and quoting other people, but I really like this I, segment. I mean... A lot, lot of different, lot of different segments you can do. This is just one idea that we had, but uh, we look forward to seeing what else you come up with. And now it's time for um, user questions. Ooh. Or not user questions, audience questions. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, I, Andrew, you you asked a couple. Do we questions. have any audience I, members I have a, before qu- be- before we read the question? I mean, what's our audience looking like right now? I'd rather not say online, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take a look. Record, off the record, Josh. Uh, off the record, uh, did, you, did, you, did you give us a hand sign off camera just just so I, I'm not I'm nervous? Yeah, is that a <laughs> nice? Yeah, but you know what finger? though? You know what though? I'll um I'll definitely. P- put this on the you know the page you're, you're gonna get a lot of hits it's sunday morning a lot of people have plans church, my wife's not whatever. even watching right now i mean she's <laughs> at a picnic i mean we did throw her and the dog out of the house yeah so. we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get some we're gonna get some good viewers after we after we put this up i'm confident oh i'm definitely confident i know we can get listeners on this 
I'm, I'm, I'm t- definitely. But some of the users' questions, Andrew, you asked a couple interesting questions. A couple hard hitters. Yeah. Um, what happened to the original podcast? That was oh, that's not that wasn't my first question. That's not the, one I was <laughs> the other the other question we're gonna just we'll table that for now. But the, the what happened nice. to the original podcast? Uh, the po- uh, the podcast is still there. Are we talking about Sweet is Sweet though? No, well I'm also t- I, I subscribed to a uh, Stick the Sports. Pod, yes, you did. And I I received a couple of direct messages and tags from all yins this and that four one two nat four one two pod. <laughs> So All I things. was a little confused about it. And then I also received the text. Uh, well, I, I was thrilled to be the first guest on the show with Roland. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Thanks again, Josh. At ADYoung29. At Roland in Pitt. Thank you. Uh, follow. Great content. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> I, was, I was told, I was texted Friday afternoon to be ready, be prepared. And I didn't really know how to do that. So I was just really trying to. I think my, to make a good podcast, you need to kind of have, you need preparation. But you also kind of need a an ability to adapt to anything that's going to be coming on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you guys have adapted definitely for the name change, potential yeah. name change. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I feel like this, whenever this gets off and, you know, I'll definitely want you guys on more because you guys are definitely going to have the listeners wanting more. Anytime. And agreed. So going back to what I was saying about the audience questions, another question that I had, it was, Brought to my cousin Chase, who lives in New York. Shout out Chase. He's also a so very Chase. big food lover. Is he allowed to listen to an all things Ian's or an at 412? Oh, yeah. From he, New York? Chase, my friend, my cousin Chase is a big baseball fan. Okay, and, cool. cool. Like, and he's friend. also, if you follow him at. Um, Girlfriend from Canada. What? Go ahead. He, he's also a very big meat lover. And he like his uh, his, his Instagram is all about meat. So <laughs> that's a that's a good way to take this. I mean, if if he's but, the lone subscriber right now, how about Meat Lovers Podcast? <laughs> his question though was about the Pirates, and do you think they can get back in contention? No, not this year, and they shouldn't try. They shouldn't try. There's no way. No, they they, they and and I mean this gets back to my point earlier of like if if you are talking about turning this team into a winner, which the ownership group isn't, so I'll just put that out there first. You trade Marte, Vasquez, Archer, Dickerson, Lyles, basically the whole entire the team. Basically, that's... everybody over the age of twenty eight or twenty nine needs to go. Anybody um, that anyone from New York could name. Yeah, 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 and and you and and you could theoretically use those moves to load your farm system up and be very competitive in two or three years. I um, all there. <laughs> that being said, the Pirates won't do that because it means they would lose a lot of money over the next two years before their competitive window would open. So it's kind of a moot point, but that is the road to contention if that was the goal. Yeah, totally agree. Not this year. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. I also got another user question. Um, is the bridge really back? The bridge is back. The bridge is back. I Shout have, out, Butler. I have rode on the bridge. I have walked across the bridge. It's very real. It's very now, sturdy. Now, I've driven a, under it. A, did not once fear. Beautiful bridge. Debris, Derbis. Oh, that, dude, that old bridge just dropping, dropping hailstones on top Absolutely, of you. Yep. It's amazing. I mean, and for, for, for our one New York listener, there was a, uh, there was a bridge uh, called the Greenfield Bridge. Shout out, Chase. And it, it was in such disrepair, Chase, that that, that that it was it was literally they had to build another bridge under, under it, the bridge yeah. to catch the falling pieces of bridge 
from hitting cars on a highway. I mean, it's like yeah. the most ridiculous thing ever. But they they got rid of the little bridge and the big bridge, and now there's one bridge, and it's gorgeous. But is he also is talking about what's the new the restaurant on Penn Avenue? Is it called Bridges and Bourbon or Bourbon and Bridges? Bourbon and Bridges. Shout Bur- out Kelsey. Is he was he talking about that though? I mean, who knows? I mean. There's a lot of bridges he can be asking about. I mean, this is the second most bridges in the world sure. in one, in one city. Venice and they're yeah. built on the water, so who are we counting? The Greenfield Bridge, though, man, without that bridge being open, like it just it ruins traffic patterns here. I mean, take away any bridge, yep. and you, the whole city is just screwed from a traffic standpoint. The underrated part of that whole thing was the Birmingham Bridge under construction. Reduced the one lane in uh, Either direction for two years during that Greenfield Bridge. Oh, challenge. and the Liberty Bridge catching on fire. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Shout out a, bunch the, a bunch Where of the a bunch of the bridges actually um, had. I remember one day going to work. A bunch of the bridges got hit by barges. Like these barges in the river, like got loose, and they all like hit different bridges. The barges back. And the barges, yeah, the barges back. back. <laughs> but the the whole city was like screwed that whole day because traffic patterns were just. It was tough, and that's the problem with well, this city. That's why I ride the bus. There you go. Uh, beautiful bridges, beautiful skyline. Um, we're still number one out here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, guys, I do appreciate you being on the show today. Um, I look forward to you know hear what my audience thinks about either stick to sports or all things Yinzer, and hopefully they get a good reaction out of it. And again, thank you. You guys have been awesome guests today. Thanks for having us, Josh. Yeah, we also hope that uh, today's content provided closure for a lot of people, and um Hopefully there's clear direction moving forward. Yeah. And here here are three things that we've learned on today's podcast. Number three, I really screwed up in negotiations. I was very sneaky and I was also very well, let's just say I was very snake like when I was negotiating and with my former trade partners and with that I apologized. Mm-hmm. That is an interpretation. We're glad you see the the area you're I messed we're up. able to apologize I to both up. Butler and Roland. Yes. Yeah, that means yep. a lot. Number two, the bridge is officially back. We've learned that. Um, the Greenfield Bridge is here to stay, hopefully, with no debris flying off. And for people who didn't know, there was a bridge underneath the Greenfield <laughs> Bridge. Before there was a sandbox underneath the whole thing. Yeah, Chase. The, the demo. And the number one thing that we learned today that... <laughs> the number one thing that we learned today is that this podcast still needs an official name. Stick e- to sports. Stick to sports. Even though I think it's all things Yinzer, my and guess, and maybe the audience like, <laughs> maybe my audience likes uh, stick to sports better. And we will Bad find time. out once I get the poll up online. But with that being said, Josh, where can they find the poll? The poll will be on either my own personal Instagram or I'll get it on All Things Yinzer at the moment. Uh, how do you follow All Things Yinzer, Josh? How do I follow All Things Yinzer? The Sigma Sports uh, Podcast. So All Things Yinzer, I, I, I really like the name, but it, you can find me at, at all underscore things underscore Yinzer. Maybe underscore. spell it for the folks in New York. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I, think I, can, I think I can do that pretty. I think he's smart enough to do that. But I thank you guys once again for being on the show and stay tuned for next week. We will have another special guest next Saturday or Sunday. Take care. Thanks, Josh. Sports. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Sports.